You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Man, I'm just gonna put this these beaver pelts down. Hey, everybody! It's uh, freaking cold out. I don't know if you know that I specifically am from Wisconsin, but today I'm with Bradley and Luane. Say hi, you two. Hello. Hi. Oh God, that's just flat and just so inspiring. Thank you. Uh, today, today <laughs> we are reviewing. Usually, you complain when I say whatever thing you said literally, so I didn't. This time. Yeah, take that, Luane, My rule of thumb with you is I always complain about everything that you do, so it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, there we go. I'm proud to say we watched a purely Wisconsin movie, which is rare because we have no film incentives. Um, we have tons of talent here, but we're surrounded by states that like to give money away to production companies, and we don't because it's we're stupid. Coming out of the Great White North, even though that's not our nickname, Mike Cheslick who I'm going to have to like track down because he seems like a fun dude directed and wrote this movie called hundreds of beavers. Now it's mostly a silent film. It takes place during the 19th century, uh, uh, fur boom, the, uh, uh, beaver fur boom, which I, that was like pre, uh, if I'm remembering my history correctly, like the 1840s is when beaver pelts were still pretty high. Like 1830s, you guys looking at me like you don't know? Okay, fine. Well, uh, Jason Old Momoa. Timey, that's the best I could tell yeah, you. Jason Momoa was in a very fun series about fur trading. I don't remember what it was called. I think it was on Apple Plus or maybe the BBC. <laughs> yeah, no wonder. But yeah, he was in there and it, it was pretty big in Canada at least. And that's it. Just I'm aware that fur trading was huge at one time and the beaver was a, a very proud and noble animal that would be hunted and killed for that profit. And they they allude to it through like flashbacks and cartoons and 
This is mostly green screen, at least for the last half of it. It mm -hmm. felt like mostly green screen. There's parts of it where it was shot practically. Some of it works really well because I think it commits to the bit. Let me back up a little bit. Basically, our story, it's very simple. There's this uh, dude named Jean Kayak. And he's running like this, basically, uh, uh, what do they call it? An apple, an apple, apple jack. jack. He's an yeah, apple jack. Apple jack and beavers come by, trash the place. Now he's just like stuck in this winter wilderness and has to learn how to become a fur trapper to get hundreds of beavers so he can trade them in to the salesman's daughter so he can marry her. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's very, very simplistic when you say it like that. Um, but like this movie is anything but it's very chaotic. It's very self-referential. It's very. It's a Looney Tunes uh, cartoon. Yeah, it's it's Looney it's Tunes. Literally it's literally Terry Gilliam's Monty Python like uh, animations. Uh, it, it mixes so many different things. With a cast of, I think it was like four people, a lot well, of extras. And hundreds like, of beavers. <laughs> and hundreds of beavers, yeah. Um, but like this film, and I texted you guys when I first started watching, I was probably 15 minutes in. And I'm the one that advocated for this because I'm like, it's a Wisconsin film. We're going to review yep. it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but I didn't, I, didn't watch the, I didn't watch the preview. I thought it was going to be more horror than it was. Uh-huh. Because it was more like tongue in cheek horror, more Looney Tunes horror, but once once it got to like that that after the first act, and they hit the credits, and I'm like, okay, I think I know what this film wants to do, and then like even at one point, I think in the beginning of the third act, they name drop the hundreds of beavers, and then the title card finally comes up. Like, yes. I have to give credit to Mike Cheslick. Like, I, I feel like this is a very smart, dumb, smart movie. Oh yeah. It's well, and here's the thing for the audience who hasn't seen any of this. All of the animals in this are human mascot size. Yeah. Mascots. Like, they're 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 all like people in mascot size costumes with the big heads and the whole thing. Um, so this isn't like CG beavers in the sense that like, they're animated. <laughs> they're like human beings in giant mascot suits that. It, oh my god! It is just bonkers. Well, and it's it's beavers, it's rabbits, uh, skunks, wolves, and most of the creatures you would find in the wintertime up here in uh, the Great Not White North. Yeah, and they all act like the animals they are until they don't. Until there's right. that, like you said, Looney Tunes element, like rabbit season, duck season type of zaniness. Uh, he uses the snow to trick the animals a lot by building little snow creatures. <laughs> yeah. And very strange. It didn't take me long to get into it. I was surprised at its runtime because so yes. much of this seems like uh, two to three minute little zany skits all strung together. But I, w I will say very impressed how in the final maybe five minutes, all of those zany skits kind of had a purpose other than making me laugh. And that surprised me. Because when a bit becomes a plot, I'm always impressed. Yeah, I I, I saw the runtime too, and I'm like, I don't know <laughs> like that it how? needs to be this how is long. That possible. <laughs> and that's that's when I texted you guys too, because I like I was like, 
15 minutes in. I'm like, what the hell did I sign us up for? <laughs> and then I scroll over the Vimeo link to see the runtime. I'm like, an hour and 43 minutes. <laughs> And then I texted you guys. But again, I'm glad I stuck around. It probably could be shorter. I think you probably Just could trim like, some I of I feel the- like you could cut out a lot of that first act. Because um, it, it takes a long time to get to the point where he's like sort of a trapper. The first third of the movie, he's just like a bumbling idiot. You know, rabbit season, duck season, trying to find his food. Like, Yeah, until he finds the trapper mentor that looks like santa claus to kind of show him what he needs to do Mm -hmm. but it like i reference this as being like a looney tunes cartoon and it really is it's there's like virtually no consequences for any of the violence that happens in it like at a looney tunes level i mean like it's just like there's literally there's a shot as because there's a scene in like a sawmill type thing literally one of the beavers sliced vertically in half and i'm like (laughs) okay sure why not and whenever he kills one the little x's appear over their eyes and the whole thing and they would have uh like if a head was decapitated like they'd rip open the chest uh some packing peanuts and like uh felt yeah organs would be shown like (laughs) there was more effort put into i think the puppets the costumes the the just all those secondary things than the actual like filming on green screen and 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 real quick and i don't want that to be a shade because i actually know the cinematographer that did this his name's quinn hester he's a really good dude he does really good work i knew one of the makeup uh makeup artists on this like there's there's some local people that uh i recognize on this uh imdb page that i'm I'm happy i don't know where this can play other than a shutter it's like a perfect festival movie right like that that's the kind of audience for this thing i could see myself 2 a.m maybe nine ten year old bradley turning this on and thinking oh what's this goofy thing for babies and then the first act of violence happens towards a rabbit and be like oh this this isn't for babies this is for grown-ups and you know it's just that gap between I'm not even saying it's edgy. It's so funny in its violence, I think. But definitely, I couldn't watch this with my kids, even though I thought that's where it would be going. Like, oh, maybe maybe this can be shown to the kids. And his humor, how he wants to sexually trap the animals with his uh, almost, um, oh, not quite at the level where Bugs Bunny would dress up as an opposite gendered character, but it kind of goes there. And there's some great humor that progressive humor. You might even say one joke I really enjoyed with two rabbits. Yeah. yeah I, there's one right at the end too. The, yeah, 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 yeah. When they resist him. But like, Oh no, I, I, I can't show this to my little kids. It's, it goes too far in the, the uh, gruesome when when the uh, fur trapper dresses an animal, I believe it's called. I'll ask my wife after she's oh, more yeah, of a frontiersman. When, than yeah, me. dresses. Yeah, it's terrifying, but it's kind of beautiful. And the ongoings of I would love to have been on set, being like, "How are you doing that? How are you shooting all this? This really looks like you're disemboweling and killing someone, like a person, not not an animal." And I was very impressed by that did and i mean we're all film geeks here so i'm sure this is a dumb question but like did anybody have a problem with it having limited dialogue no no yeah not at all i'm not like that yeah no yeah 
No, in fact, I think I liked it better not having that. For that sure. I could just I could just visually watch what's going on. Like, I mean, they have like there are utterances that are sounds that are clearly meant to be like somebody talking, but like almost none of it is is any actual dialogue. And no, because it looks like a silent movie. Well, and I, I was just gonna say, like this has a lot of Charlie Chaplin. Yep. Uh, especially at the end. Uh, yes. With the fight, with the like going through Mount Beaverton, whatever the hell that thing was yeah. called. <laughs> the Beaver Fortress thing. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how detailed that was. Like and I, he went from bottom to top, like yeah. all the way up. <laughs> Dude, this thing was slapstick as fuck. It really like, was. There's a joke. Uh, so it, we talked about it earlier. There's like this fur trapper. That kind of takes uh, Jean Kayak out uh, under his wing after he gets hurt. This thing happens, and you know the mentor dies, and the last thing he gives him is this is like very detailed map oh, yeah. of all his traps. Yep. And like Jean Jean Kayak's been like paying attention to like what different things do to get different animals, and uh, within minutes of him getting that map, he erases it. <laughs> <laughs> and just starts new like all that work and he's like ah fuck it i got it i know what i'm doing and that is how the student becomes the master and har, yeah, har, yeah. Har, har. yeah you can tell there's like a some video game references in here too just with like the 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 merchant mm-hmm. in general oh, yeah the, they treated it like a menu yeah you have yeah. to get different things to buy different things and yep um, and then, like, every time they would uh, reference the map, every time he found a new place, they'd, like, have a little chibi character of him. Just a lot of little, like, again, it's dumb. It's all dumb. <laughs> but it's done so well. But you can't stop looking at it. Yeah. Like, normal pe- normies are going to hate this movie. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the thing with this. I don't know who I would recommend it to other than weirdos. Watch other weirdos like us, like us, right? Like, (laughs) because, like, and that's, and again, the running time is one of the things, like, every it kept me because every time I'm starting to be like, all right, I think I've had about enough of this, then a new thing, a new gag would come along and it'd be like, all right, you got me for a little longer, let's keep going. And then, oh, shit, I guess the movie's over, (laughs) you know, but, but like, I don't like, I'm just outside of, outside of the one of us, I don't know right off who I would be like, Hey, go see this thing or go check this out. Except maybe other filmmakers where I'm like, dude, you have to see the stuff they do with this movie. Right. Like just from a technical standpoint, I mean, it, it looks, it looks good. It's, it sounds good as much as it sounds right. Like, and it's, it is creative and, I, partway through, I'm like, yeah, let's see AI come up with this fucking thing. <laughs> Cheslick uh, did the editing and uh, VFX on this, too. Some of the VFX. So I was kind of poking around a little bit before this, but I think he uh, he was always like a behind the scenes guy. And now he gets to be in the forefront a little bit more creative. And um, I don't know where exactly he's from uh, at one point. When the dam breaks or the 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 fortress of Beaverton breaks, uh, the water comes in from Lake Michigan and it creates Green Bay. Oh yeah, and then uh, I noticed I'm that. Like, Hell yeah, <laughs> go Packers! Um, womp, womp. But so I don't know if he's from the Bay Area, but not that Bay Area. You know, it gives me hope because one of my big things right now is trying to beg people for a bunch of money to make 
uh, let me make a horror film in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Um, and that's super hard. It's it's really hard to do anything, even a short whatever in this state. There's no regulations, yeah. but there's no uh, structure. There's no infrastructure uh, for people like me to be like, hey, I'm looking for investors for something that can make you money. Anyways, so it's great. Like this group can come in and do something that, okay, it's probably not going to be for everybody. For me, this would have been perfect on like Adult Swim. Like if Adult Swim did a special like, hey, 100 Beavers night, you know, check it out on Adult Swim. That would make sense. I, I can never see this being in a theater unless it was made 30 years ago straight to VHS. You know what I mean? Yeah. Outside of festivals, I don't know where you would see this on a big screen. Like I said, looks good, sounds good. It's creative as hell. It's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> and I, I kind of loved it, except when I didn't, and then it brought me back anyway. So, um, it's just as absurd, and I kind of like that because everything is either everything feels like. It's either all superheroes or all prestige seeking movies. And then this comes along and I'm like, (laughs) okay, you know what? Yeah, do that. I'd like to see more of what these guys do, even if it's nothing at all like this. Um, They they got a movie made, man, and it is not a movie that everybody's going to look at and be like, yeah, I totally want in on that project. (laughs) So I think kudos to them. And just for that alone, I'm going to give them a little extra on the points. So I'm going to go four out of five. Trapper's daughter, who looks vaguely like a filmmaker I know. (laughs) I like that it was very weird. It's so hard to see something that's very weird these days. Because uh, that's now like a marketing gimmick. Like, see this. It's so weird. And then you watch it. And then five minutes in, well, maybe it's just us. We're like, I know where this is going. This this is not strange at all. <sighs> I wish that guy's suitcase would talk. <laughs> but this, uh, <laughs> this was very weird. I haven't seen a film like this in so long. You know, I usually watch a bunch of Buster Keaton with my kids around June. That's my birthday month. And they're always like, whoa, because, you know, this man is risking his life for the illusion of danger and uh, cinematic achievement. And uh, I'm pretty sure all of this was very safe, but it looked crazy. (laughs) Like it's it's bonkers bananas. And it's a very simple plot. It it didn't scratch the weirdness of uh, the story. Like you said, Chad, a guy wanted to impress a lady and his father says, well, you want her, you got to bring in the fur. And that's the motive. And just closing, I love how the mascot sized animals that looked like people just wearing mascot suits acted like people as well. Like I thought that was so silly towards the end. And then when they started to not act like people, it made it even stranger, totally zany this would probably be my absolute favorite film, as I said, as a child. Like, I liked Hot Shots, even though I didn't get a lot of the jokes. So I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. 
skunks kill wolves kill bears kill beavers yeah there's really not much to say other than like if you like weird stuff watch this this shouldn't be recommended to the lay person because they're gonna hate it immediately you've got some monty python you've got some buster keaton uh you know old uh silent film era stuff just mix in with a bunch of looney tune nonsense and i thought that would get boring but like you said, Lewayne, like the they, it's not like they kept doing the same joke. They just kept building on it, and by the end, it's not to spoil too much, but it's like a Rube Goldberg machine of just all the things that have happened. Boom, we, <laughs> it's gonna work. Seven out of ten is good, but because it's a hometown thing, it's gonna go eight out of ten. Beaver kaiju, kai kai beaver <laughs> kaiju beavers. I think it was more of a mecha beaver. Mecha beaver. I like that better. Yeah. You're right. Because it built up. You're right. Kaiju is one giant beaver. This was a team effort. Like the Power Rangers. To review something that comes out of my state, not something that comes out of, you know, the five other states where everything else is made. Or Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Canada plays a lot of uh, important United States. Uh, yeah. the cow- What was that? Jesse James uh, shot by the coward Robert Ford. Big long title. That <laughs> That's not the United States. We wouldn't have That's the X Files without Canada. Yeah, there you go. So. Not, well, the first three seasons or four seasons, the superior seasons, you might say. Yeah, you'd be yeah. the good seasons. 